come on. Come on. You know, I'm excited about this episode. What episode? Episode four? Episode four. Okay. Because this is where we learn about grilling. And I have to say, uh, Dale really came out of his shell uh, once we got him going. I mean, he seems to like really know his craft. Craft? I thought you were going to say crap. I was not. Okay. Yeah. In this episode, we talk about hitting golf balls at my house. We do. That is true. And, and I am um, a big fan of that. Yeah. Talked about grill. Some Grilling, some good barbecuing, smoking, all of that kind of know your cuts of meat. Yeah. Behind the scenes, um, Jason tried to get people to use my bathroom. I did try to get him to use multiple times. Bathroom. Also, your dog interrupted us a couple the dog, times. Oh, yes. The dog. And your wife. Yeah. Nobody knew about As Jen, she though. crawled through <laughs> under the table to you get know some what, shoes. You know what, Can you appreciate the fact that my wife is so supportive of this podcast that she did not want to make a peep, and she crawls through the living room under the treadmill to grab her running shoes to go outside and run? Yeah. But what happened was my daughter and her boyfriend let the dog out of the boys' room, and then the dog comes down there and attacks everybody. Right. So my dog does make a uh, her podcast debut in episode four. Ooh, exciting. So she was super excited about that. It was a rough day for her. So. We're going to have to have Dale back at some point, and we should decorate your beards. Why? You know what? I mean, I'm okay with decorating the beards. I'm okay with it. We should do that for Christmas time. We should have Dale's wife, and we should have your wife decorate your beards, and then we'll have a little competition. Probably can't do that to yours because yours is small and lame. That's true. I try to keep mine tame. That's how my lady likes it. <laughs> <laughs> so enjoy episode enjoy four episode on that four. <laughs> Oh, and don't forget to email your hate mail. Send us your, your love mail, your Manish hate mail. Manish with two N's dot STL at gmail.com. That's right. That's the email. Well, then how do you know you hit it through? I can call him up and say, hey, I hit a golf ball. <laughs> look, look for it. Yeah. All right, so we're Maybe recording. standing out there and hit, <laughs> hit him in the forehead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would support that. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, here we are. Yeah, here we are. Ta- just talking about throwing golf well, balls at my house. he was saying that he could hit he, – did you catch what he said? Yeah, he's going to, like, attack my house with golf balls. That's no, what he, he said. No, he said that he could hit your house with a golf ball hit with an aluminum bat, and I said that's a very specific – like way to describe how close he lives to you. Yeah, legit. You should see the aluminum bat out there on my on my back um, patio. What do you it? need an aluminum bat for other than protection from bobcats? <sighs> well, bobcats are a real threat here. And I, okay, one. Hold on, no, no. And two, my son left it in the yard, so I ran over that with the mower, and you should see it after we finish this. You ran over the mower with an aluminum bat. I ran over the aluminum bat, bat with the with mower. The mower. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So welcome to episode four. <laughs> yeah, and welcome to Dale. Dale Bean is is with us. Now, I would like to explain something to Dale. Dale, you heard about the Bobcat incident? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Who did you hear that? Did I tell you? No, I saw it on Facebook. Oh, you put it on Facebook. I did. Oh, I put the video I on Facebook. On Facebook, so I don't know what he posts. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hid you a long time no, ago. No, <laughs> but he. So he's like talking on Marco Polo, and he is trying to get us all to hear what he thinks is a bobcat. It was in the a woods, bobcat, and I'm sure that it probably was. Chris confirmed it was a bobcat. I'm sure it was a bobcat. I just said that. <laughs> Anywho, I said that I thought it would be funny if like. All of a sudden, because he was getting really freaked out, and it was almost like something from Blair Witch. I was like, a little freaked because out because he held the phone like really close to his face, and he like starts sweating, <laughs> and was, he's like looking, and his I was eyes sweating because I was walking, and he's like I mean, looking running. All, and I happened to say, I said, I thought it would be funny if like all of a sudden we hear like, you know, whatever the sound, they make, and then like the phone <laughs> drops, and then he like takes off running in a bobcat. And he didn't appreciate this. Yeah, the whole conversation was, hey, wouldn't it be funny if Shane got attacked and died by a bobcat today? I didn't say die. In fact, I think it would be less funny if you died. (laughs) No, this is like that scene from Austin Powers. I'm not dead. I'm just really badly burned. (laughs) I have one leg left. I will try to stand up. Oh, no, no. (laughs) They're both very broken. (laughs) Just please somebody call an ambulance. But what would happen is those Marco Polos would keep going and you would all just keep (laughs) making fun of me while I'm like, guys, seriously, I'm dying. (laughs) Like, I'm on this street and, you know, by my house. I think that if something is going to take you out, I think it is only fitting that it happens on a walk (laughs) while you're Marco Poloing with me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's appropriate. <coughs> I'll be honest with you. I am uh, I am a little... Um, I, I, I step lightly when I walk now. I bet you do. Oh, my God. Yeah, because I have an HSA now, and it sucks. So when I broke my leg last year, it was like 17... You didn't 17... break your leg. Okay? I did Would break my leg. stop saying that you, bro- you broke... I have the MRI upstairs. What exactly so you made an x-ray? No, they did an MRI, yeah. Then a little too. Because that's what they do when you break your leg. I broke my knee. You had a hairline fracture. That's still a break. That is ability. not a break. Okay. <laughs> like when it I say break. I break, I broke my leg. I think like cast. Let me sign it. Wheelchair. You yeah, snapped into exactly. Yeah. Like it was a clean. I mean, it was it was a it non-displaced was a fracture. Line fracture. Those are the exact words. It wasn't a hairline fracture. It was a non-displaced fracture. Also known as hairline. You have no hairline. I don't. Yeah. That is well, correct. There you I go. shave my head. <laughs> but you have a hairline fracture. So I actually am scared I'm getting a receding hairline. I think you I, are. I've been meaning it, to say something. Like, I was freaking out the other day when I see pictures. I'm trying to grow my hair long again. And when I see pictures, I'm like, dang, buddy. You, you'll get used to it. Oh, man. Ugh. I mean, this is why I got the beard, though, because I got a polish this turd somehow mm. <laughs> well <laughs> you're polishing away polishing away i will say like i was talking to you yesterday and or the day before yeah no yesterday when you yeah, stalked me outside the bathroom yes um stalked him outside the bathroom <laughs> yeah at the cardinals game mm-hmm. we did that, not intentionally go together either no we didn't i no. knew that he was there i knew that he was seated roughly in the same area i remember thinking dang i really don't want to see him 
<laughs> he's so close. There's like 50,000 people But yet here. you try yeah, to stand behind me at the urinal. So, so anyway, so we're going. <laughs> Actually, I did. I didn't tell you that part. I, I felt your, I felt the air from your nose on my neck. <laughs> I saw I saw him. I saw Shane walk into the restroom. I actually did walk into the restroom, and I almost walked up behind him, and then there's a bunch of guys there. And you're and I'm like... like <laughs> I don't know how this is going to look. This could go So south. then I just waited outside the bathroom, and he walked right past me as he left. And I said, hey there, buddy. And then he was like, start. I was like, I'm just hanging out waiting for you. You know, so it was nice. Yeah. It was nice. And uh, and what we got, I, I got to ask you. We walked a long way for those nachos. What did you think? The nachos were good. Did you, what, did you get, like, meat on your nachos? Yes, What did. did you get with the pulled pork or the beef? I got beef. That pulled pork was phenomenal. Cool. It was great. You <laughs> made the wrong decision. I feel like I made a very good decision. Those were the, I will go back One there. of the worst decisions was listening to you when you said, oh, no, it's right around the corner. And then when we were on the way back, we realized, <laughs> oh, no, there was another one. There we was 18 saved. more corners. Yeah. So full transparency, when I got back up and I realized what was going on, we actually, if we would have just turned the other way when we came out of where we were sitting, it mm. was right around that corner. Because oh. we walked all the way around the stadium. Yeah, but you were avoiding people. No, I was with my family. I wasn't avoiding anybody. Okay. I, well, I was avoiding the bras behind me. Oh. Yeah. So that was something I wanted to talk about. All right, let's hear it. Proper stadium etiquette. When you are at a game or an event of some some form, does it bother you when people come in, they sit right behind you and they lean forward and they're in your face and you hear, they're just like the obnoxious, like and you had your kids with party them? goers. Yeah. I yeah. have my kids with me. Every other word was like the F bomb and like all this stuff. Now my older kids, like they, they hear the it. They were dropping the F bomb. <laughs> it was them. My kids were sitting behind me <laughs> dropping the F bomb for an hour. And I'm like, Oh my God. No. So like, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> I hope the pastor's not around. <laughs> Turns out <laughs> he was creeping people in the bathroom. <laughs> um, so they sit down behind us. I got my kids with me. Now, the teenagers, I'm not as worried about it. God knows what they probably say when I'm not around right. anyway. So, I mean, whatever. But I had my, my, my favorite child with me, Chloe, who's the baby. And Is she the one you had to call to get her to unlock the thermostat for you a few minutes ago? <laughs> no, that was Riley. Oh, okay. <laughs> and full transparency, when... Uh, Dale and Jason got here. They said it's really cold in here. I would just like to make that known today that I picked that temperature. Good for you. You picked the wrong temperature, and then you had to get a kid to unlock I, I'm it. I'm sorry. You. Don't. I love being cold, so I picked the temperature of my desire. Yeah, this is where you are like sequestered down here. Your family has like said, Shane, stay down here, right? Um. Mm. They're like, we'll allow him to pick the temperature <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for his basement dwelling i stay down here because it's cold mm. and i mean sometimes i just don't like people well but i let you in here so thank you. i mean what does that tell you no so and dale you let dale yeah, yeah i like he's dale. never been here before dale's he never been here welcome to my home dale golf ball aluminum bat yeah and apparently full hit. circle right. dale is now going to throw golf balls at my house from his house he's gonna hit them with an aluminum I'll, bat yeah. I'll actually build probably a potato gun. Ooh, those are potato, nice. Shoot, shoot <laughs> potatoes at you. Will a potato shoot that far? They well, can. I guess we're going to find out here soon. Wow. <laughs> they can. Well, have you ever seen the pump, pumpkin chunking? 
um, on Little miles. People Big World years ago on TLC. Yeah. Did you like miles. that show? Little People Big World. I, you know, I kind of did. I could see that. Yeah. I, was like, I could oh, see you liking a fun. show like that. It's kind of fun. Yeah. So proper etiquette on the stadiums. Yeah, what sorry, are your thoughts? You. Like, no, I don't like, I hate it. Yeah. I don't, I think especially, especially the sport and where you're seated in the stadium to me are influencing factors, right? The Cardinals to me, especially family in that outing. area, that's a family out. Correct. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're in the cheap seats up there, because that's where all the families go. Cause it's cheap. Cause it's cheap. Now, if you're like down lower, like, I think it's a little bit different. A little bit different of a game. Or if you're, like, at the Blues. The Blues all bets See, the off. Blues, I would anticipate, kids, you're going to hear a lot of yeah, language. Like there's, yeah, mm, like, yeah. there's, You I may mean, see a, a fight or two. people at right. hockey games. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on this. I think that, you know. So I get really, really irritated because they sit down and, like, here's the deal. Stadiums, like, you have the money. Build them a little bit bigger. Spread those seats apart. Mm. Yeah. I don't like to be that close to people. Well, I know you don't, but I can see why they do. Well, I mean, yeah, they got to cram as many people in yeah, there as they it can. It helps with the energy. But, I mean, that's how we got COVID from the stadiums over in China. That's not how it happened. Uh, it was a bat lab. Mm. Kind of like a bat cave. <laughs> I heard it was Ozzy biting the head off of a bat. <laughs> I know. How did he how, do that? No, no, no. Oh. So we've gotten through years of Ozzy Osbourne biting heads off of bats, and then all of a sudden Fauci starts a lab in China, and now we've got COVID. Right, yeah. right. I don't understand. Like, I didn't, I mean, because I had heard about that, you know, that Ozzy had done that. And I never, you know, I thought, oh, it's a crazy man doing something crazy. Yeah. And I wonder like, if there just I'm weren't like, any droplets when Ozzy was biting the He does like the to say there was no droplets. 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 There droplets. was the droplets. Yeah. droplets. Yeah. 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 He does like to say droplets. Yeah. So uh, that that's my gripe of the day is if you're going to a game and you see a family in front of you, just for one night, don't use the F-bomb. Right. And just be decent human beings yeah i'm with you. i will say this when i came back after we got our nachos i was trying to climb over the seat mm. and they were actually <laughs> that was a sight <laughs> that, was, that was very were you holding the nachos I, was while like, you were... I had that big cup that i paid like 88 dollars for and the nachos right and i'm like shoot how am i gonna do this and i'm like jen i'm like whistling at jen to like help me and they're like oh we'll get you buddy you know whatever and I'm just like, see, now I feel like a jerk because they're genuinely nice right. guys. And it's right. like, you can't everybody expect everybody to like, you know, they're there too. So it's yeah. like, so I actually, that kind of humanizes people too. Right. So they're they like, oh, you. we'll get you. And like, hey, let me hold your drink. And then the one guy's like, let me hold your nachos. I was like, whoa, 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 buddy. <laughs> right. These are my, and then we all kind of had a good laugh. And, right. and they're like, those look good. Where'd you get them? And I was like, honestly, I walked like, an, uh, like two miles to get them. And it was like Redbird nachos or something like that. I don't know. They're like, oh, okay. They were good nachos. And I'll then they were respectful the rest of the time. There and, you go. Uh, Maybe they saw you and then they felt bad. Like, this man is clearly <laughs> This guy looks like life. he's struggling. <laughs> <laughs> he went two miles just to get these nachos. So have you seen, and I don't know if the Cardinals sell them at one of the concession stands, but have you seen to where they've got, like, some ballparks have, like, a whole thing of nachos and then there's a hole in the middle for your uh, straw, for your drink. That and like, is outstanding. And it all like sets in one. So you like hold the drink and then it's got the nachos on top and then your straw sitting there. Yeah, I would. I could have used that last night. You know, Chick-fil-A yeah. allegedly does that with like their sauce or whatever. Like with, oh, yeah, 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 with their nugget holders or something. Yeah. They have like a thing and I saw that on a somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I'm reminded of a funny story. We went to uh, Monster Jam and Kirsty brought her big purse. 
and oh, smuggled yeah, yeah. in a bunch of sodas and snacks. Oh, and yeah. That seems that's like that's the only way to do but it. But the thing is, when it came time to open it, she didn't use caution with the soda. Oh. And it sprayed all over the people in front of us. <laughs> and the thing is, they didn't feel it. And so we, we got up and moved down. That far. Yeah, we moved down like several seats. And then when they finally realized, they're looking around all mad, like getting ready to <laughs> like, fight. They somebody. left, man. Those right. guys were drunk. Right. And they, like, oh, man. <laughs> it's <was> hilarious. <laughs> I bet that is a crowd, too, Monster. Oh, yeah. Oh, it is quite. So we I've went. Never been to one of those. Oh, they're amazing. They're good people watching. So we went with a group of friends one year. Um, and it's always in February, so it's always cold. But this girl behind us, man, she was blitzed. And she, like, and poor Jen was sitting, like, right in front of her. She was sitting right behind Jen, and she's just, like, like just <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> out of it, like, looking. And everybody, Look we were all, like, girl. looking at Jen, like, you're going to get thrown up on tonight. And she's, like, I'm oh, like, no. oh, man. <laughs> That's a good monster truck yeah. show right there. So every year we take our kids, and it's a great family time. <laughs> you keep hoping. <laughs> yeah. I've never been. I've always heard that. You would like it. Um, it's kind of, I mean, I, I do know. like to people it, watch. It's the same show it is every the same time, show. though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you go once and you've done it. If Yeah, right. if you've yeah. seen one Monster Jam, you've yeah. seen them all. I, well, yeah. aren't those, like, particularly geared towards, like, kids as well? Yeah. And, they, and yeah. rednecks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, down here, people love Monster Jam. Oh, that's a big truck and it gets wrecked. That's cool. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Jason's on the other side of the tracks from Jefferson County, so. Yeah. He's sophisticated. <laughs> ish. It's true. Manly yeah. ish. Yep. Yeah, we should go to the uh, I-55 one time. Oh, I mean, yeah. I know he hears it loud. And clear, oh, my, right? I can hear. I can hear. The announcer so probably. So my neighbor across the street, who you saw backing in, mm-hmm. he, his son races there. Oh, that's so they have cool. a race cool. car that they work yeah. on all the time, and they race there. Yep. Yeah, I can hear the announcer. I can sit on my front porch and imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is there to imagine with that, though? Well, they go in a circle. <laughs> like if you see, I bet they're so making a left turn right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like Monster Jam. You've seen one, you've seen them all. So, yeah. All right, Shane. Wow, well, right. with some uh, headlines of the so, week. What's going on? In what the world? do we got here? So there was one. So this is this week's uh, smorgasbord, but one we didn't get to last week that I had written down here was shuffling a lot of papers. I am shuffling a lot of paper. Let me see here. So we did the prosecutor demoted. That was white. Why are you not ready? I am ready. I just need you to shut up, okay? Okay. So from Berlin, this is something that would happen in Berlin. Half-eaten sausage solves nine-year-old German burglary. Read that again. Half-eaten sausage solves a nine-year-old German burglary. That is... Incredible. DNA, probably. This detective Ooh. work really cut the mustard. Hey, hey. <laughs> was that written in there? Or did you come up with that? Yourself? No, that was actually written in there. Oh, I feel like them. the internet gets me. German police say that they have solved a nine-year-old burglary after after DNA found on a half-eaten. He called job, it half-eaten see, piece this, of. See, he's going to talk about grilling later. Yeah, <laughs> that's why know. I was like, we need to bring the I sausage know. in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. DNA found on a half-eaten piece of sausage matched that of a man detained in France over an unrelated crime. Police in the western town of Schwelm said Thursday <laughs> that, the, Schwelm? Schwelm, that the sausage belonged to the victim and... <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, honestly, I can't read this with a straight face. I'm like a 12 year old. <laughs> that the sausage belonged to the victim and the suspect, a 30 year old Albanian citizen, appeared to have helped himself to a bite during the March 2012 break in. It wasn't clear what type of sausage, known in Germany as a worst, the burglar had nibbled. The police said it was a hard variety. <laughs> he breaks into a house and then's like, "I'm going to take that a looks nibble." Like a, a I'm going to, yeah, I'm not going to eat the whole thing. I'm, I'm not real full. hungry. I just need a little bite. I'm a, I need a snack. Kind of watching my weight. I just want to try it. I would imagine that that has got to be really sketchy to like have as your primary evidence against somebody, unless they like confess. Well, I mean, maybe that's an American thing. Like, if we go to America and we're like, hey, the guy ate part of my hot dog. Can you please test that thing out? <laughs> <laughs> and the cops are going to be like, no. No, sir. <laughs> no, we, will not. <laughs> we will not DNA test your hot dog. <laughs> Uh, investigators were recently alerted that French police had taken a matching DNA sample from. Why him. did the French police do it? I because he was, was in France. He was, no, but he was in oh. prison in France. If you were listening, oh, mm-hmm. I wasn't. Go on. Okay, matching uh, DNA matching sample from a man involved in a violent crime. But Schwalm said the police sus the, the Schwalm, Schwalm police said that the suspect remains free, and in the worst case, he <laughs> may <laughs> escape punishment. <laughs> The statute of limitations on, on burglary has expired, meaning he will likely not be extradited to Germany. Wouldn't that be awesome if that's where Germany draws a line? You know what? No. The guy ate a brat off this guy's table. Bring him back. <laughs> oh. uh, that story was the worst. <laughs> I see what you did there. You see what I did there? And it was brilliant. It was great. Uh, question. What do you eat on your on your brats? Oh man, I'm not the best person to ask this question. I have a very boring answer. This it's is the mustard, guy right here it? to ask. It's mustard, mustard and sauerkraut. <clears throat> Can't do the kraut. Mm. Mm. Would you ever consider putting mayo on it? No. Oh man. Consider? I mean, I would consider it. No. See, I just considered it. <laughs> this is why people don't like you. <laughs> uh, Maine. Police chief loses license after faking report to avoid a meeting. Now, if there is one guy I get, it is this police officer. <laughs> have you done anything ever to avoid a meeting? Me? Oh, yeah. What have you done? Um, I mean, nothing unethical. That's a lie. I'll tell you that. Um, I have... You, you know what I do think is funny is... Uh, People will not respond to email if you have like, oh, what's what do we want to put on the agenda for this meeting? And like crickets. But then the minute that you say, hey, I think we're going to cancel this meeting. What's everybody's thoughts? It's oh, like yeah. Yeah. Yep. The emails yeah, start it's piling up how quickly. Now, I've oh, done yeah. stuff like that. I've like kind of pushed that. Oh, I don't think we got anything to talk about. I'd like right. to push that, you know, but I feel like half of my job is scheduling and conducting meetings. Meetings are the worst. And honestly, 90% of them, they could have been an email. Right. The only problem, people then don't read their emails. Oh, that's true, too. Like, that's what drives me nuts. Yeah. People don't read emails. How full is your inbox? Uh, right now, in this moment? Yep. I'm going to guess. Unread. Mm, probably around 140. Where's your stress point? Where's your, like, oh, man, I, I got I to gotta clear these out? Probably anything over 80. <clears throat> okay. That's fair. So, I mean, I you know, like, I'm hoping to chip away at a lot of that tomorrow i used to be pending like three to four hundred unread 
That seems and like it you. would kill me. Um, so now my my threshold is like if I'm over thirty to forty, I'm like, all right, dude, you're you're working late. You got to take yeah, care of this. I, I like I'll whittle it down to nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty regularly throughout the week, but it's amazing how it doesn't. Once you on. get it cleared out, yeah. And I don't know how that works because then, like, if once it gets to a certain point, it just kind of stays there. But like, once you get it cleared out, like, well, yeah, like it, the next day, it's like you're pending a hundred unread yeah. by the end of the day, and you're like, what do you? What is everybody doing yeah, here? I don't. I don't. I'm not a fan. Yeah. So Freeburg, Maine, a former Maine police chief, wanted to skip out on a public meeting so badly that it cost him his career. It was a public meeting. Is that what you yeah, said? Yes. So public. Oh, like I can understand that too. Oh, yeah, People totally ask some stupid that. questions yeah. in public meetings. Yeah. This guy should have gotten promoted. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this guy. Give this guy uh, his own parking spot. A law enforcement oversight board had decided to revoke the license of former Freiburg police chief Joshua Potvin over an investigation found Potvin, who had been chief for six years, invented a suspicious person's report <laughs> so he could ditch a Freiburg board of selectmen meeting he in February of 2020. Yes. That's pretty good. The Maine Criminal Justice Academy decision said Potvin engaged in a multi-step fraud that began with texting one of his officers and asking her to call him out of the meeting. <laughs> Potvin then drove the cruiser to the Freeburg Fairgrounds. <laughs> Potvin then used the, compu- the computer in his cruiser to create a false entry in the department dispatch system that said he drove there in response to a report of a suspicious person the Academy found. He also entered a fairground employee's license plate number into the entry. He went all out. The Academy uh, voted in February to take away his license. The details of the investigation then became public this month. The Bangor Daily News reported. Potvin has waived his right to appeal. He resigned last year. The decision bars Potvin from working in Maine law enforcement again. I thought you were going to say that he like sent a text message that said something like, did you see that? Oh my gosh, guys, I gotta go. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would have been you know awesome. What? This guy just stole. Be right back, you know, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would have come up with something elaborate, though. Right. Like, and, and I wonder what like happened. Had, he thought, I mean, he really thought it through. He gets, yeah. he gets to the fairground. That's my favorite. Well, I'm here. <laughs> I guess I better make this story up. So he starts typing, and the whole time he's it's like, all about the details. And the whole time he's probably like, thank God I'm not in this meeting right now. <laughs> I mean,. I don't think anybody could blame him. I want to see what you should do next week. You should see if you should you could find the public record of what that meeting Ooh, was about. I I will because I'm sure it's there. It's probably I mean I if it's a public meeting, is, yeah. Because I, I would be curious to know what he was avoiding. Yeah, yeah. Because that might be good. You gonna do one more? Yeah, let's do one more. Mafia fugitive caught after YouTube cooking. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Oh, show accidentally reveals his identity <laughs> report. <laughs> I had to turn the page. <laughs> such an idiot. All right, say it all from the Hold top. Hold on. Let me flip the page real quick. This is why I'm not going to print this for you anymore. I need you to keep printing this no, for me. I just got to change the font. And then it won't like do this near the microphone. And that sounds professional, though. People uh, like to hear the paper sh- papers shuffling. I mean, first off, we are doing this super professionally <laughs> until I read. And then I'm like, oh, shoot, there's another page. <laughs> All right. So take it from the top. Mafia fugitive caught after YouTube cooking. 
show accidentally reveals his identity. All right. <clears throat> that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> I didn't know how to respond when it I'm was just like, first. I, well, I said to myself in my head, I'm like, Kyle, that doesn't sound like the story that you came up with like, right. or that you read. Like, what? There's more to that. And then I'm like, sure enough. Yeah, there is. There's five more words All right. to the title. A mafia fugitive couldn't take the heat, so he went to the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> but that's exactly how Mark Farron Claude Biart, that sounds like a mob name. That does sound like a mob <clears throat> name. Got caught after spending seven years on the run, according to Calabria News, an Italian news outlet. Of course, it's Italian. I mean, that's not like a racist thing. That's just In the, every the Italians are episode, you try to offend at least two. <laughs> Ethnic culture groups. And we've gotten India. We've gotten Canada. Indonesia. Indonesia. Oh, Indonesia is filing a suit on us right now. Right. And, <laughs> and now Italians, Germans, and French. French has hit twice this we, episode and a previous one. Yeah. All right, go Ooh, on. man. What about uh, Floridians? Oh, they'll, they're yeah. next. Yeah. <laughs> we've had a Florida story, haven't we? No, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, the turtle. <clears throat> the turtle, yeah. The turtle was from yeah, Florida. That's right. Yeah, there was a, yeah. <clears throat> episode one. Episode one. <laughs> Check it out. Byrett was hiding uh, from national authorities for alleged drug trafficking. But will you pay attention? Trying to get better lighting. That is the birthday chair. I'm trying to get better lighting. <laughs> Go on. Where's his hat? <laughs> yeah, I can get you a birthday hat if you want. So Jason's sitting in the chair that we always tie birthday balloons to. Um <laughs> And his says princess and has smiley faces <laughs> and happy birthday. This thing is in the way. I can't see. <laughs> Byrett was hiding from national authorities for alleged drug trafficking, but was tracked down and arrested in the Dominican Republic on Wednesday. A 53-year-old... Here, here's a knife. A 53-year-old man... Got was, it. It's fine. Oh, my God. A 53-year-old man was found nearly 5,000 miles away from his hometown of Rome based on a cooking YouTube channel he launched with his wife and... Boca Chica, a municipality near Santa, uh, Santa Domingo. I'm getting sidetracked. What are you doing? I'm securing the balloons so that <laughs> I can see. Do you just carry Velcro on your person all the time? You don't? Okay. <laughs> Lots of other questions coming up. Um, based on the cooking channel, he launched with his wife, Boca Chica, and Boca Chica, a municipality near Santo Domingo, the Dominican Republic's capital city. I botched that. I was about to say, did you just stroke? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Briart's YouTube channel was not named, however. Calabria News described the channel as being focused on Italian cuisine. <clears throat> Law enforcement officials were clued in that the YouTube channel belonged to Briart since the, che the chef reviewed food while never revealing his face, the international report says. The body parts were reviewable. <laughs> the body parts that were viewable revealed the mysterious chef had tattoos that matched the authorities had on record for the escaped mafia member. Okay, if that, you're in the mob... That's really interesting... But here's the deal. If you're in the mob, why... And you're in, like, you're hiding out. Why in God's name would you start a YouTube kick cooking show? If you're not going to show <clears throat> your face. But you got tats. Well... Like, tattoos are, like, the most easily describable thing. Right. So, I mean... But a lot of people have tattoos. Maybe he just... You know, seven years, maybe you thought, I'm fine. Surely they're not looking for me. Do you have anymore. any tattoos? Me? Yeah. No. Do you do you want one? No. Why not? not? Really? Why would I want one? We've had this conversation. I have nothing to contribute to the tattoo conversation. But why wouldn't you want one? Is it because you're you're scared of pain? No, I just don't like like that's not. I don't feel like there's something missing from my life that I don't have 
tattoos. So you're saying people have tattoos that have empty lives? No, I'm saying that they have something in their lives that they enjoy that I don't feel like I need in my life. Mm. Sounds super judgmental. Byart was hiding. (laughs) Tracking down and arresting Byart was a group effort that included the Central Criminal Police Directorate, Interpol, and multiple forces from 10 countries. But he was on a YouTube channel. Like, just comment on it and be like, hey, can I be on your show? And then it's a sting operation. You're in and out. You're in and you're out. You should consult for the for Interpol. <laughs> Interpol, if you guys are listening. Yeah, if anyone from Interpol is listening, I, we have some ideas. Yeah, we've got some ideas. We feel like we could be of an asset. Byart was hiding out in a, in a tourist resort that reportedly has a large Italian community present. Authorities told Calabria News that he had been in the Dominican Republic for more than five years. Before Byart made a home in Boca Chica, he was allegedly in Costa Rica, which is a little more than 1,800 miles away. 2014, Court of Reggio Calabria subjected Byart to an order of custody in prison. He fled the country shortly after. Authorities say that he is a member of Drogheda, a prominent organized crime syndicate that reportedly operates in Calabria. I think we should stop the story from there. I'm starting to feel a little scared. Yeah, I, yeah. we've probably already been flagged by YouTube. Right. Great. Or whomever. <laughs> Um, for those of you who want to know, I, um, I'm going bald. I have a red beard, and I'm wearing a uh, bluish long sleeve shirt. My name is Jason Myers. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> I appreciate that. You're welcome. All right. Let's do some Bible. I think it's about time. For what? Some Bible. Okay. Is uh-huh. it? Okay. Are you gonna curse at the balloons again, or no, now? now, now uh, do we have the spiritual Jason now? Yeah, you do. Okay. Yeah, and now that the balloons are on my way, and I can see my Bible, because the balloons were in the way before. Quite. Simple. Why are you pointing at my ceiling? Would you say the balloons were in the way? Because they were in the way of the light, and the light is in the ceiling. But you pointed you over there where there was actually no light because the light burned There's, out. I gestured up. You gestured that way though. <laughs> the Book of James. <laughs> Chapter one. My son's middle name is James. <laughs> That's great. Good for him. You should appreciate this. Okay. So each week we go through a couple of uh, verses. And um, so this week we're going to start with, uh, we're still in chapter one, but we're going to be finishing up chapter one today. That was a quick chapter. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to start at verse 22. It says, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. So I think so. one of the things that is important to keep in mind when you're looking especially at the first chapter of James is that he keeps talking about hearing the word and doing the word hearing the word and doing the word and I heard a pastor one time say that this is that what James is trying to communicate here is is really about the twofold process of what it means to be a Jesus follower and so it's kind of like pedaling a bike if you have one pedal but not the other it's like a lot more work and much more difficult to to go whereas if you're hearing the word and doing the word then that's that's what that, that's what will move you in the right direction. So, just to kind of start off, as I was thinking through this, like why is it so important 
to be not just a hearer, but a doer. And so I'm like thinking through this. And the first thing that like pops in my mind, because I knew, you know, we had seen each other at the Cardinals game. First thing that pops in my mind is like people that are bandwagon fans Mm. of like, how much does that like irritate you when they haven't like followed a sports team or whatever the whole year? And then as soon as like the playoffs come around, then they're like all about it. They're all like into it. Everybody, you know, they like. I feel personally attacked there. Well, so. All right. Confession time. Confession time. Yeah. I don't like sports. I'm not a sports guy. But I love football. I love uh, Super Bowl Sunday. It's my yeah, favorite. Yeah, but you don't go around like acting as though. Okay, that's you're a good like, point. Yeah. That team has been your team, and you're like a rabid fan for. Yeah, know. that's true. I mean, that's that's what I think. The thing is, right. is that like it's like those types of people like irritate us. Yeah, th- that's true. Like I like because I've been around people there. I'm like you clearly dislike sports as much as I do. You're just here for the chips, right? The the wings and, and the pizza. Just own Commercials. it. Yeah. Just right. own it. Just right. own it. That's what right. you're just there for. It, yeah. And and it is. It's irritating because you're just like, they're fake. And right. you can tell that they're fake. Right. No. Well, and so there was, and I thought this too, since we had Dale on tonight, I was thinking about how, um, I was thinking about grilling and barbecuing and all that kind of stuff. And there's a place in Springfield <laughs> that... It was my go-to lunch spot. You haven't eaten there. I haven't okay. Eaten there. I, was, is this a place that I like? I think I might have been there. Uh, yeah, you might have. I can't remember. It's it was clearly it was, not the place where I the freaked place out. Is by Bass Pro? No. Okay. No, that's a different place. Okay. And I, yeah, that, I'm not, that wasn't my regular place. The place that Jason took me there was like people getting murdered outside and the bathroom was questionable. I think that a mark of a good barbecue place is that the murders, the chef is (laughs) a little greasy looking. Okay. Well, you, you accomplished that. Yeah. I think that when the barbecue chef, I I think in a good barbecue place, the the chef should be a little, a little greasy looking. I think the place should be a little bit sketchy. That to me communicates, all right, these guys not, just talk about it but they actually live the barbecue lifestyle like they like know what they're about that's always like an attractive thing to me that's one of the reasons why i like that place that we ate at because i like these people are committed to it was not an attractive place it's a in the eye of the beholder okay like you know looked at it now i will say that there are some times that you know you get into far and it's you specifically picked that place to freak me well, out. Well, yeah, that's true. That was the beauty in the eye of that beholder. That's true. How can I make this man so anxious that <laughs> he can't eat? But I ate, and I did fine. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. See, and it was good barbecue, right? It was okay. It was great. You you loved it. I didn't love it. It was okay. It was probably, like, on the pulled pork scale, it was a, it was a five. Yeah. I think you're lying right okay. now just to try to be cool um <laughs> okay i am no, not but cool. my my point is is that i do think that there is something to be said for not just hearing right what it means to be a christ follower but actually doing the work actually putting mm-hmm. one foot in front of the other and i think it's very easy for men especially to come into church five minutes after it starts leave as soon as it's done and think you're part of the community but not change any of your behaviors day-to-day behaviors Mm -hmm. you know and it's like and we can sit here and we can hear about you know oh good message on sunday or whatever oh that was you know good 
worship song, but then we go right about our lives and don't actually change anything that we're that we're doing. Right. So, um, jumping down to verse uh, 26 here. We'll skip ahead to verse 26. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the word. And so, from the world. One of the... The, the things that I like that James does here is he actually gives us kind of three different ways. So he lines it out of, no, don't just be a hearer of the word, be a doer, but he gives us three different ways. He talks about the way that you talk, the way that you treat others, and then the way that you live. Now he says unstained by the world. And so he's saying that th these are three ways that you can actually demonstrate that you're a Jesus follower is based on how you talk, how you treat others, and how you live in the world. And so just like thinking in terms of those three categories, how difficult is that sometimes to always be mindful of what comes out of your mouth, how you're treating it. I mean, it's like, it's it is a the constant, hardest thing ever. It's a constant thing. <clears throat> yeah. It's I mean, a constant thing. have you ever just been around somebody and you're just like, <clears throat> I, I don't want to be around this person today. Right. <laughs> and like, this is basically telling you like how you treat people matters and right. like what you do matters. And it's like, Oh, crud. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and one of the things that I think is, is a lot of guys fall victim to and they do it and they don't even think is how they speak to others about their spouse yeah. and about their kids and about like their boss, about like like how we talk to other people about like our family and about, you know, I, I think that is something that's so it's so easy when you're frustrated with somebody or you're, you're bickering with your wife or whatever, and then as soon as you run into, I mean, you just immediately start, because I know those people, like, yeah. and they just start bashing their family, and it's just like. And it's, it honestly, like, back in the day, I was somewhat of that guy, like, where, and, like, you look back at stuff like that when you've come out of that, and you're, like, you're embarrassed, and you're in shape, because you you're the one who looks like an idiot, and right. you're the one who looks like a jerk. And, you know, since I've changed the, those habits, <clears throat> I mean, the past few years I'd walk past people at work <clears throat> and I would see these guys just talking, talking about their wives the way they have. And I'm like, dude, I've seen you and I've seen your wife. Right. Like, dude, you, you should be thankful right. because you, like the, and, and it's the way they carry themselves. You're just like, you, you don't deserve this. Like you, right. you need to step up and they look pathetic and they look like a jerk and, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. my thoughts on it. Well, and, and I think, too, I think especially in marriage, I think that that the way that we talk about our spouse to others affects the way we think about our spouse. That's true. Yeah. And so it's like because we can think so much faster than we can talk when we actually have to slow our thought process down to express ourselves to someone else. Then what that does is that puts all of our thoughts in a logical order. And so it makes it and makes it a more logical statement that we're making that all of a sudden we start believing and then that affects the way that we end up treating them affects the way we think of them if i mean i just think it's a it's a it's a dangerous thing yeah no it's a and it's a slippery slope because you do that and because <clears throat> let's face it i mean we're humans and sometimes when you're the way you're talking about it gives you this certain amount of like endorphins or whatever where you start to feel good and then you start to believe these things that you're saying and it's hard to come out of that so it's like 
and you've got to like talk positively. I mean, it talks about that in James, like speaking positively yeah. and, and, and things like that. And like, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard, it's a hard habit to get into sometimes, but like, that's a really good one. Yeah. So the, the second thing he says here is he talks about how, how, uh, the way that you're hearing should affect your doing of the word. It says the way that you treat others. And so he talks about widows and orphans, things like that. And so the first thing that popped in my mind was, have you guys seen the, uh, the last dance documentary? No. Michael Jordan one? Nope. No. No. Heard of it. Thing. I haven't seen it. So one of the things that, you know, it, it, it was really That's interesting. not Space Jam, is it, with Michael Jordan? No. No, no okay. different, I different documentary. Okay. Um, that one's got Bugs Bunny in it. Yeah. Like kind of showing his rise to fame and right. all those right. things. Right, and yeah. aliens, and they saved the Absolutely. planet. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, no, this one is about his time with the Bulls, not his time with Bugs Bunny. Okay. And... Um, and, and it was just amazing to see how competitive he was mm-hmm. and how like disciplined he was. And so all of this kind of stuff. And what was so interesting to me, because I, I grew up, you know, hearing about Michael Jordan, loving Michael Jordan, all this kind of, you know, it's like I was I was that kid. And, you know, and he had the all of the commercials with the Wheaties and the and the like Mike and all. I mean, he was just he was a celebrity with kids loved him. And what was so interesting to me on that documentary is they're interviewing all of his teammates and they asked the question, they said, is he a nice guy? Is Michael Jordan a nice guy? And all of them, and it like kind of spliced and it was kind of funny. All of them were like, um, I mean, nice guy. (laughs) I don't. I mean, he was a good teammate. Like, Like, it's like all of them said something like that. Right. But yet there was a specific persona that he had to kids and to his fans, you know? And so it's like he at his core might not have been like kindness might not have been his natural default. And, and as you watch the documentary, you see like, there's no way that he could have been as successful as you, you know I mean? It's like, you've got to have, have this competitive edge. Right. Um, and kind of chip on your shoulder, but it's like, he made a point to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to be this person to my fans. I'm going to be this person yeah. to these kids. And so I think that like, that's part of it. Is that not that, not that we're all going to be default, you know, by default, just these kind, friendly people to our neighbors. And to, I mean, we've all got, you know, guys, we've got all, all kinds of stressors and things going on in our lives, but it's like what this is saying is saying, you know, make a point to treat others with kindness, especially widows and orphans. Um, you know, that it's like, it might not come naturally, but it's like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to make a point to be that guy in the neighborhood. That's kind of approachable to kids and kind of helpful and going to watch my temper, you know, and all that kind of stuff. The other thing that I noticed that it points out is it talks about, you know, the marginalized and, and the people that the widows and the orphans, the people that were kind of like the cast outs and the ones that people didn't really turn an eye to. Right. And that's, what's awesome about, you know, Jesus and, and the gospels. It's like, it's not telling you to, treat the celebrities or the important people any better it's right. it's the opposite it's like build right. up the people that need to be built up well and 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 when you look at that those two groups of people they those were groups of people that didn't have a husband or a father which in that day and age like you were really like right yeah. like women didn't work and so it wasn't you know so it's like you really you know if you didn't have a husband or a father you were poor i mean it was it was a tough time and so what you know while james is pointing out here you know something that applies to everybody i think especially to men is saying you know hey you you serve an important role and it's not just the people 
that you've married or the people that you're raising or the people that are in your extended family, it's everybody that you encounter that you have an opportunity to show them Jesus just by how you treat them, how you Mm. speak and all of that. That's a hard one too. The uh, last thing here is it says um, to not be, to be unstained from the world. What do you think it means to be unstained, not be un, or not be stained from the world? So, I mean, in the context that we're talking about, it's talking about, you know, kind of that aspect of like, hey, I, like when I when I when I read that after it's talking about taking care of the window window the widows and the orphans like being unstained of the world like you know we find ourselves in these things where we want to be with the important people and we want to feel important or we want to do this or that and you know it could mean something like don't find those things in the world so important that that is what you're classified as or that's what shows on you right but change your approach and, and look after these people yeah so. absolutely yeah. absolutely i think there's a lot in the world that can consume us and stain us mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and it's you know and we've talked in weeks past just about how especially for guys it's like there's a lot in the world that can get you entangled and can get you sucked in and mm-hmm. it's a matter of staying away and and i think it's a it's a daily thing it's a you know and it's some days are more challenging than others but it's a restart every day try you know fresh fresh start and all right i'm gonna work on this today and i'm gonna be a little bit better deliberate like i mean because yeah like you're talking about there's other stains you know there's like sin stains and like as guys we struggle with different things and like i mean even in our jobs and how we interact with people on the you know like moral dilemmas and like just ethical dilemmas where we have to make right decisions when, you know, it could cost us our jobs or it could cost us, you know, friendships or relationships or something like that too. And it's like being mindful and deliberate of that and not being stained. And yeah. Well, and Dale, you were telling me just the other, we had somebody at work that, you know, it was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, there's people that you're going to encounter every day. They're going to try to push your buttons that Mm -hmm. are going to try to, you know, just try to get a rise out of you and it's you know it's not the easiest thing but it's like you just absolutely one step at a time yeah mm-hmm. all right that's good well let's talk <clears throat> a little bit about dale dean <laughs> and why he is here with us dale dean is uh, a man of many talents but name four he is a talent with media and sound. He could probably do your job a lot better than you can. You know what? I actually didn't think of that when he came in. I probably should have just handed you the probably computer should over have. to him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he, and he, the lighting, I mean. And the light, yes, with the lighting. Yeah, is, I can flip uh, a switch on and off. Right, you can do that. Yeah. Um, Jason can't. That's a big he deal. He <laughs> is an uh, avid car guy who I have gone to for many issues. That I I've, have reached out to him as well for car yeah. questions, yes. Oh, yeah. When my tire was on the ground next to my car at Walmart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. He um, he is good at building relationships with people that especially uh, people that are uh, marginalized or have felt put out by life. Dale yep. does a great job of connecting with them just like organically without trying. Um, and fourth is that he is a master griller. <laughs> or barbecue he is our kind of our church yeah i was gonna say expert. he grills every year for the memorial day picnic. i wouldn't call myself an expert but i get the job well done. so this is well we had said. a we had a seat to fill tonight we so. had a seat to fill tonight we've said this to everybody you're the most expert person that we know and so that and that might not even be that, true so right that is how low the bar is here so welcome <laughs> um and so we uh 
you know, we each week we want to talk about how to be um, more manly because we are man-ish. And so, or why are you looking at me like that? I'm, you're talking. But you're looking at me intently. All right, anyway. So, um, it's the princess balloon behind you, honestly. It caught oh, my eye. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right, so Dale, tell me, how often, it, see, it feels like every time uh, I turn around, there, there's some sort of cut of meat that you have just cooked. So how often are you at your barbecue grill or smoker? Uh, once to twice a month, every month. Oh, really? I thought it would have been more. I thought it would have been. It feels <clears throat> like. I was thinking one to two times a week. No, huh. no, it's not that often. But it's all year long. How about even, even okay. when you were Fair enough. even between jobs? Maybe a little bit more often then? Probably, no? yeah. Okay. You didn't have the money to cook. Oh, Thanks for bringing fishes. that up. Oh, yeah. I, uh, <coughs> you should see my deep freeze. It's It's got stuff in it. <laughs> like, yeah. are we talking like, oh, yeah. like should we call the cops? <laughs> you guys should see my. You guys want to see freeze. my deep freezer? It's got I a got lot of stuff. Pork and beef and gotcha. fish and chicken. Gotcha. That's what yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer said before he got caught. So <laughs> you guys should see my deep freezer. <laughs> you think that's something? So, um, so tell me. What is the difference? Because I hear people use the words interchangeably mm-hmm. between grilling, smoking, and barbecuing. Grilling is usually over directly over the fire. Okay. On a hot grill. Okay. And what's and searing what's hot? the steak or whatever? Like four hundred plus. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you're usually searing a steak or something. To me, that's what grilling is. Okay. So it's fast. Okay. And then, um, so smoking, usually. You want to use uh, the cheaper cuts of meat, but these days nothing's cheap. Right, right. right. So uh, historically, the cheaper cuts of meat were a lot. Biden were like the, um, you know, like the ribs and things like that. And uh, so, yeah, you want to cook that low and slow, and that's usually smoking. You usually want to use a wood with it, you know, hardwood, right? Not pine. Right, right, right. I mean, you can use pine. You won't like it. Like, do you buy the wood chips, or do you yeah, just go cut down chips. a tree, and you're like, I'm but cooking with this tonight? Actually, my brother-in-law works for a tree-cutting company. Actually, he owns his own company now. Okay. Yeah. He brings me logs from fruit trees and things. Oh, that's cool. So I get hooked up. Yeah, oh. So. And so then how long do you have to, like, leave the wood set until it's good to smoke with? Well, you can use it right away. Really? Yeah. I thought you I had mean, to soak them for like a while. Or is that just the well, wood chips it, that you Well, it's buy? your own preference. Okay. Um, so <laughs> people will smoke them so, or will soak them so they will actually smoke rather than burn up. Huh. And um, so I don't smoke them because I think, or soak them in water or anything, because I, I think that it adds a muddy flavor to the meat. Hmm. It's very okay. subtle, but I can, yeah, I can yeah. notice it. So. Yeah. Um, and so is barbecuing, is that an umbrella term that can refer to either? Yeah, it, yeah okay. really. Yeah, I mean, uh, typically a lot of people will uh, will think barbecuing is just, you know, uh, quick, like hot dogs and hamburgers. See, I always and thought it was interchangeable it. with smoke, like like smoking. Like if I'm, if I'm smoking me, I'm barbecuing meat. I thought that's, I thought those two words were interchangeable. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's a uh, it's a term that's uh, ancient. I think it's uh, it, it derives from a word called barbacoa. Whoa! And uh, so that's back in the day. Spitting some this facts is, out yeah. here. He is the expert. He came prepared, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and, yeah, and that stems from the days when people dug a hole in the ground, started a fire, okay. got the ground super hot, yeah, 
dug the coals out, put the meat in, and covered it with leaves and just let it sit there all day. That you know. Huh. So yeah, Look that's that, that the, the term barbacoa. That's where barbecue comes from. See, man, I tell you, yeah. we, were you we, expecting to learn that when you woke I up was this not, morning? I'm like, going to be honest. Yeah, I thought that I was. Yeah. So yeah, I had any, faith in Dale. anything cooked with uh, wood. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So if I am starting off, mm-hmm. if I've like, you know, I actually uh, a friend of mine just got a grill. Okay, has very inexperienced on the grill what's what's the best thing to like learn off of what's the best cut of meat to like just a hot dog that basic huh yes is there can you screw up a hot dog yes you can how you can true story my dad will cook those things till they are completely burnt like see that's disgusting disgusting yeah like i i think i have pictures somewhere like it it is like they're crunchy and it's Why like fire. That? He's an odd guy. I don't know what to tell you. The ultimate test is a bratwurst. Okay. Yeah. Now what makes that? What yes. makes That's probably really complicated. They're like the Italian oh, sausages of the world. Brat, someone say bratwurst. Somebody's. Did you say steak? Yeah. <laughs> well, the bratwurst. I mean, it's uh, it's meat packed in an intestine, basically, and the intestine oh, is really yeah. thin. I'll pass on the brat no next time. Idea. Yeah. Should have stuck with the brat. Or the barbecue <laughs> quarrel thing. So, yeah, it's just meat packed into an intestine, twisted at both ends, and called good. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's really easy to uh, to uh, sear it to the point where that that breaks open mm-hmm. and it'll squirt everywhere. Now you run the meat, in my opinion. Uh, but the, the art of it is to have a multi-stage fire. So you have a cool, a medium, and a high. And you're talking and about for bratwurst. For bratwurst, okay. yeah. But it's also, you can use it for any cuts of meat, really. And now, uh, this, I didn't even but, have this question written down, but I'm highly intrigued now. So, yeah. Cool, medium, and hot. And so right. what temperatures are we talking? Uh, you probably want an empty grill on the cool side. Okay. And then probably half the coals of what you would have on the high side. Okay. And then, uh, so that you, you want to move it around. So if you could see blistering going on and you think this thing might get ready to pop, you want to move it to the cool side and let it rest there for a minute. And then when it doesn't look like it's going to explode anymore, just keep. And so how long does it take to cook then total? Uh, it depends. I mean, you get bratwurst, especially from, uh, butcher shops. Some of them ha- have different circumferences, lengths and stuff. You huh. just got to read it. Yeah. Huh. I had no idea that cooking bratwurst was that involved. Mm-hmm. I've heard you talk about it, but cook I cook it until I think it's done, and then I get sick later on. Or you night. can cheat. <laughs> you can cheat, and you can boil them ahead of time. So that's what they do in my family: is they boil them, mm-hmm. and then they finish them on the grill. Yeah, and they do that with ribs too. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot less chance of it exploding on you because once it explodes, all the grease hits the fire, and then you got giant inferno. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, right. it, it gets out of hand pretty quick, but you boil it ahead of time, you cook all that most of that fat out yeah and so it's really i mean you don't have to worry about uh temperature internal temperatures and stuff like that when you it finally hits the grill huh yeah look at that who knew so if if um one of the questions that i'm sure all of our fans have (laughs) charcoal or gas uh personal preference um i think i mentioned it to you i think it boils down to what kind of shoes you like to wear so if you're a guy who likes to wear socks and sandals, 
You're definitely a gas guy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. So the work boots guys like me, uh-huh. I mean, you're, you're, you know, you want wood. So Careful. are you saying that the grill picks the guy instead of the guy picks the grill? Pretty much, yes. This so, is a little offensive, and I'm going to tell you why. All right, let's see. I don't do socks and sandals because <laughs> those people creep me out. I'm not quite work boots guy. Clearly, <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> I'm more of a uh, orthopedic boot <laughs> after I break my leg. <laughs> but I can't start a charcoal grill to save my life. All right. Okay. Well, All right, here we go. So uh, how how do you go about starting it? Um, I call my wife. <laughs> he doesn't he calls his wife? <laughs> how so do, how does she start? It? So no. So my dad used to just take. He had, you know, the big propane tanks, mm-hmm. and he would take he, he the torch, and he would just torch. He would torch the coals until they were all, you know, ashed over. That and works. And then he'd cook, and it was mm-hmm. the quickest way to start the grill. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do have a chimney here. I don't think I've used it quite yet. Um, Clearly. But generally, like, I would douse the charcoals in the lighter fluid, which I found so- out... You don't want to do that. Which I found so out dumb. does not expire because I had a buddy of mine make fun of me once on that one. So <clears throat> this is Am why right it's man ish. This guy doesn't um, know what he's talking about. I don't, and I'm admitting it. That's why we brought in the expert, you <laughs> jerk. <laughs> so I can't start I can't keep it I can't keep it lit. So I went to gas and what kind of chimney you got? Um it's right behind me. That's the chimney. Oh that. No, I'm, I don't know what you... like. Oh, so the chimney to start the grill? Yeah. Joke yeah. Those of you <laughs> We're sitting in front of my fireplace. Yeah. Well, if you, uh, if you picked yours up on the clearance aisle at Walmart for like 10 bucks, you got Ouch. the wrong one. Man. You, you, you I, I got four call. kids, Dale. I'm on yeah. a budget. <laughs> yeah, you want to get yourself a Weber brand chimney starter. Okay. And then... Uh, and should I not buy the $20 grill from Walmart then? I mean, if it works... Okay. Um, you probably can't control heat on it very well. I mean, let's face it, it I couldn't do it on a Weber probably either. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I don't think you have to worry about the heat coming on at all. I, so what I have found, I can use I can use charcoal. So my, uh, I've got a charcoal smoker. Um, See, I would like to do more smoking. Right. Yeah. But what I have found is that I always have to use a lot more charcoal than I anticipate having to use. I always underestimate how much charcoal you. it's going to take to like heat everything up. Like that's mm-hmm. what I found. Uh, here's here's something that's a uh, ballpark, but it, it works and it's something to start from. Uh, consider every coal is 20 degrees. Ooh. Oh. Man, this guy's got like his PhD in yeah, gril- so grilling or whatever. Briquettes would get me to 500 degrees. Mm. Right on He's good at math, kids. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's the thing is I always, I use too few. And I've got a chimney, and it gets going on the chimney, but then, like, by the time I get it onto the big grill. it's So, it I guess drops. if you do the chimney and you do that, it's probably about the same. Would you say it's the same amount of time as, like, letting your gas grill heat up? No. No? Or is it still longer? Well, the gas grill would probably heat up faster. That's my thing is I go with the yeah, gas grill I, because I like it's it's a convenience of like I just I want to have the feeling that I barbecued tonight, mm-hmm. but like I don't I mean, have you, them a second. Onion, if you're going to use gas, you might as well just cook in the house. That's my personal preference. Okay. Yeah. What about 
Sorry. Um, What's your favorite cut of meat to smoke or grill? Um, mostly pork is what I do. Okay. Um, like pork I've, shoulder and do. Like I do. Shredding? I do. Sh- yeah, I do shoulders. Now I don't shred it. I actually slice it. Thin, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but um, yeah, I cook it to the point of being able to shred it. But okay. I pull it right before that so you can still cut it. Um, so, I mean, uh, I recently perfected brisket. Ooh. Ooh. The burnt ends, like, were amazing. I mean, meat candy. Everybody right. talks that. This was meat candy. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, most of my experience it, is pork. How long does it take you to cook the brisket? Um, it took me 16 hours. 16 that hours. That sounds like way too much that work to me. That is commitment. Yeah, and the, and the uh, prep started two days before. Wow. Mm-hmm. What so if you went through all that and then you dropped it? <laughs> I would cry. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I would, I would pick it up and pick off the dirt and yeah. I'd eat it anyway. Well, I mean, at that point, you're yeah. like, what if you dropped it in a bathroom? I had. Depends what part of the bathroom. Now, right it, in front of the toilet. Oh, I'd still eat it. I'd probably still eat it, especially if it was in my bathroom. I had I dropped an egg this morning. I have boiled. That's eggs a really for, good story. I have I have boiled eggs for breakfast. Do you have boiled eggs every morning? Yeah, that sounds and, horrible. And I, I was real. I always have four. My diet calls for six, but I have four. Okay. And I go to. I'd already peel it and I was going to pull the yolk out and it slipped out of my hands and it hit the floor and rolled into the broom. Oh, <laughs> so what'd you do? I threw it away. There was I, I don't think there. you did. I think yeah, you ate I it. I threw it away. Once it hits it's that got broom. It's like hair all over yeah, the lint. Yeah, that's like, too I, much. I can't. That's too much for I me. This it. is why I don't like people wearing shoes in the house because if a piece of food falls on the floor, I'd, if nobody wears shoes in the house, I'm like, I can grab that. But the minute one of these jerks brings their shoes in the house, I'm like, oh, that's it. Now I can't eat it off you my floor. Dog. Well, I want the food. I don't want to always give it to my dog. <laughs> anyway. I'm just saying. So <clears throat> let's talk for a second about rubs and marinades. Mm-hmm. I've never. So I I went through a season of life years <laughs> ago <laughs> <laughs> to where I <laughs> to where I um, enjoyed spending a lot of time smoking, grilling, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then haven't like once i had more kids and life and busyness it just i didn't do it as much so it was like a two-week period where you enjoyed grilling (laughs) Um, turns out no i never was like one that like would let it marinate overnight or use like different like what's what's kind of what does that do for the meat uh the goal of a marinade or a rub is to break down the connecting tissue inside the meat so it's becomes tender when it's done it also adds could flavor. you pencil him in for another episode i know i tell you <laughs> yeah this is so so it adds flavor in the end yeah gotcha. and if you if you get a good rub which i make my own i don't uh-huh. share it with anybody yeah i mean i might give you a jar could you give us yeah. a jar so yeah. we can try it yeah, can I'll we use it on jar. anything like chicken no, and I don't, I don't. it's pretty universal yeah. i would okay. rather dale i would rather him use it and cook with it Rather than him handing it off, and then I be trusted. With okay. Well, no, I still want to try it for myself. But here's what we do: next time we have Dale on, 
Dale has to bring the grill food. Ooh, I think that's a good <laughs> and we idea. will munch on so we'll, we'll sample it. I think and we'll a do a taste idea. test while we talk about muscle cars or something like that. I think that's a great idea. I think that I think or that we fishing. should do. He that. also can fish. Ooh, fishing. Okay, Dale yeah. will be our fishing. It guy. almost sounds like uh, you think I need your approval. Oh, oh you just got burned, Shane. <laughs> Take that. Put that in your shop. No, I think I need some, some grill <laughs> food. Stir like. it. twit. <laughs> Dale's really confident in himself. Really confident. Oh, yeah, you're, you're okay. on my subject. So, um, <sighs> I hate I know that you my have dogs. questions. Oh, so, okay, so here's what I have been doing, and tell me, tell me if you would enjoy this. Probably I have wouldn't. been marinating my chicken in Sweet Baby Ray's buffalo sauce. Okay. And and then I cook it on the um, on the Blackstone. Okay. This is not grilling. This is like whatever. But it has been amazing. It has been a life changer. Yeah, I mean, as long as you like it, it's. <laughs> you know. All right, you know what? I mean, it just took a turn against me. <laughs> I don't need two people against me on this. On this, okay. Your palate is elementary enough to enjoy that. <laughs> Knock yourself out. I mean, yeah, I mean, the ultimate goal in any of this is, is as long as you like it, you know. And, and with me is I kind of uh, I, I built my own rub from scratch to where I liked it. Right. And people ended up liking it, too. Yeah. And so, you know. What's your uh, favorite barbecue place to eat out here in St. Louis? We'll try to get them on. Apparently, it's his own house. <laughs> there's not many. I mean, see, there's not many that I know, I'm compared sure. to that's my why, own. That's why I wanna. That's why I wanna. Mm. I say probably the best that I've been to. I think it's called Chris's Chris's Smokehouse. It's Google a, that. It's over there on Southwest. Let's see we can here. try to reach out to them. I believe it's Southwest and uh, <laughs> Watson. Hmm. All right. I'll have to give them a try. All right. What did you think of that place in Springfield that I took you to? It was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Have you had Salt and Smoke? No. Ooh, you should try them. They're really good. Now, um... No, no, no. You have. Did Did he go to... The men's conference? The men's conference at church? Then I've probably been there, if that's where... No, no, no. Like this year. Yeah. This oh, no. Year. Not this year. Okay. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. okay. That's what they had. I didn't go either, just because now, Jason uh, was there. Smoky Moe's is good. I have heard Smoky Moe's yeah, is good. Had, yeah. Mm-hmm. My youngest is obsessed with Smoky Moe's. Really? Yeah. She's she's turned nine last week. She loves meat. It's like huh. she always talks about one. What's her go to at Smoky Moe's? Well, she's only been once. <laughs> but okay. like she can't keep stop talking, talking. I gotta get my dog. Hey, there's a dog here. <laughs> What's going on, dog? It's gonna this dog is gonna take Dale's Come hand off. Come here. Come here. Like Shane, you need to control your dog. <laughs> this is so, folks. When I talked about where we were going to record this week, I said, "Shane, what are you going to do about your dog?" He said, and I quote, "Don't worry about my dog. It'll be fine." <laughs> so, in my defense, nobody was here until just a little bit ago. Right. And I figured it was it was bound to happen. So, yeah. but well, now I'm back. There you go. Um, so are we done talking about grilling? Yeah. No, cuz I've got I, some I important things. All right, let's hear to bring it. up. What do you got? Um, so we do a segment where we guess the movie quote. Ooh, yes. This I is my favorite. This. So, we will this quiz you. Your 
Yeah. Did my dog just burped into the mic? Right. Sure <laughs> so, did. um, so here's a quote from a movie. See if you can name this one. Excuse me, I'm trying to conduct a wedding here, which has nothing to do with love. Please be quiet. And is that supposed to be like a manly? Is that a manly movie, or is this one of your sabotage ones? This is not a sabotage one, and you have to guess if it's a sabotage one or not. One more time, please. Excuse me, I'm trying to conduct a wedding here, which has nothing to do with love. Please be quiet. I don't know. I'm blank. I have no idea. I'm blank. Spaceballs. Oh, for Pete's sake. Oh, that's been a long time. I ago. know. That's Come a good one. On. Yeah. Um, may the Schwartz be may with the you. Schwartz now, if you would have said you. that, we that was a dead giveaway, though. Right. Oh, the other right. one was, no, sir, I didn't see you playing with your dolls again. <laughs> that was also Spaceballs. <laughs> um, let's see here. What else we got? Three billion human lives ended on August 29th, 1997. The survivors of the nuclear holocaust called the war Judgment Day. They lived only to face a new nightmare, the way against the machines. It sounds familiar. I can't place it. Terminator 2. Terminator 2. Judgment, Judgment Day. Day. Um, ooh. Also, random fact before we close this one out. Did you know Mortal Kombat was actually based on an old Scandinavian worship song? Um, no, I didn't know that. It was a Finnish thing. hymn. Hey, <laughs> hey! Yeah, that was on Facebook earlier. Was that? <laughs> yeah, I yeah, wonder where I saved it from. Good one. Um, yeah, that's all I got for this time. For cool. this week, so I gotta, I gotta dig some more movie quotes out. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming in, yep. Dale, and for educating us. Yeah. And thank you. Shane, I have lots more to share if anybody go. wants to chat, chat with me. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Maybe we'll have like the head chef of some place call you and get of some pointers. Chris, what was it called? Yeah. Chris's Smokehouse. I think so. Okay. okay. We think that that's what it's called. Maybe we think it's what it's called. Awesome. All know. right. We'll check it out. All right. Awesome. We're done. This is it. Later. Bye. Bye.